Last time on The Incorrigible Party. The party's trip through the hills west of Pisces proves to be eventful. Shaft leads them on a slight detour to investigate possible activity in a known Neogi location, where Clash Bone Collector was once held captive. Finding no signs of life, the party continues towards Strukal. Riding along the shores of the Tainted Lake, they find the Neogi activity they were so wary of, engaging with the alien creatures on dry land as cries for help ring out from the waters. Oh, what was that you wanted? More adventure? You got it. And you cannot react. Literally as good as falls are in right now. This is so pathetic. <laughs> you could also, uh, you could roll another charisma saving throw for your horse. <sighs> Does the horse have the same charisma as me? <laughs> or what do I roll? <laughs> That's no... I don't have horse stats. Jeez. I have war horse stat. Is that good enough? No, you you all were given riding horses. You definitely were not giving war horses. So a riding horse has a negative two charisma modifier. Oh, jeez. That's the same for the war horse. Which Buttercup is the war so horse. So which dice am I rolling? Sorry. 20? Roll a d20 and subtract two from it. 17. Hmm. Wow. Your horse passes. <laughs> What's my horse's name? And I... Technically, it would be no longer under your control, I'm going to say, because of your confusion. So mm -hmm. it's just going to uh, run from this monstrosity, which unfortunately does provoke an opportunity attack, which the uh, Umberhulk oh. will take. With its claws. Ooh, that is only an 11, though. Does that hit a horse? Right? It's not armored. It sounds like it probably should. Betcha. That does hit a riding horse. <laughs> <laughs> the claws make contact for six slashing. They are made of leather. <laughs> they have an HP of 13. <laughs> so your horse is wounded, oh, but geez. still up. Shaft. Okay, so my first action, I am going to use this circlet of the wise. And this says the wearer may spend an action to automatically succeed on a wisdom saving throw against charm and fear effects for one minute. So I would like to enact that. Okay. If I know how to do that, I assume I think really hard and the thing glows. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, your glow stays on. Okay. Then um, I want to take my horse and ride it full speed, about 25, 30 feet directly towards the Umber Hulk, and I'm going to jump off, sort of jump onto the back of it, pull out my scimitar and uh, and my short sword, and run, dry, ride up to it and jump off to try to go into the Umber Hulk from the top, try to jump off of the horse and, and land on him. <laughs> okay. So how would you like me to... Uh... Give me... You gotta stick the landing. You do gotta stick to the landing, so why don't you just give me, uh, give me an acrobatics to successfully jump from the horse. Uh, 24. Oh, easily. You, you're right on target as you got your, your weapons out. Now just give me some attack rolls. Okay, so my first one's the short sword of oozes I'm going to, to use. And that is a 
29 to hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it will do 10 piercing damage, 16 acid damage, and 2 from Colossus Slayer. That's 28 points of damage. Okay. Now, in my offhand, um, I have the bronze-scaled scimitar, but I do not have it attuned, so it will only act as a regular scimitar. The I believe the the bronze uh, scimitar does not require. Uh... Uh, I had to make a choice. I think it did. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't say attunement on it. Yeah, I, I don't think that one. That one's fine. That one's like anybody can pick that one. That one up and use it. Here is the choice I'm going to let you make. So you, if you want to stick your ooze sword in, you will have to unfortunately forgo your extra attack because it's literally inside allowing you to stay up. But you can leave your offhand weapon free and still be on top of it. Meaning on a subsequent turn, you can still get the extra attack with your with your scimitar, but the ooze is kind of stuck in there. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. So you still can use your bonus action to offhand though. Uh, in this turn, you're on top of it. Okay. Shaft isn't as good with his offhand, offhand you know. <laughs> I'm not going to say what comment I was going to say, because it would just be cut. <laughs> uh, so you're saying I can have an extra attack with my offhand, or you're saying... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm you get you get the, the bonus action attack. Right? Like your, your offhand weapon attack, which requires your bonus action. Can I take my bonus action, even though I'm charmed? No, you're not charmed. You're confused. Confused. Um, I want to take a free action to 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 put into the canon my horse's name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the horse runs away, and I go, "No, Torrent." That's my horse. Thank you for that addition. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what was your what was your strike here, Shaft? So I you're saying I just so I make sure I understood. I jumped off. I jabbed the sword of oozes down inside of him. I still have my bronze scimitar in my other hand. Yeah. Right. And I can jab that into him. You can strike him. Yeah. So currently, so with with your first hit, you're on him and you're stuck there. You will not fall off now with that first hit. So that means you can't take your extra attack as part of the attack action with that one. Okay, so my bronze scaled scimitar, I'm going to jab into him. It's a 34 to hit. Okay. That does. um, Is that a crit? 12. uh, It was a crit, yes. Uh, Yep, I rolled 20, thank you. It was a crit. Okay, so let's math this out. So that's slashing damage. What does this do? Bronze scaled scimitar does 1d6 plus 10. So that's 16, plus I rolled... Where'd you get this scimitar? A slashing damage for 12. So 12 plus 6, then. 12 plus 6. Yes, there you go. Okay. Colossus Slayer, uh, I already got used that yep. on the other one. Uh, critical, sl- we already did the slashing damage. Colossus Slayer damage. Okay, there you go. 18, to- okay, 18 slashing. Is that a nice. cultist scimitar? Where'd you get the bronze one? That was from... Samuel's war room. Yeah. Sammy's place. It's a Sammy. Okay, you are now astride this Umber Hulk. Yeah. One sword jammed into like it's you know in the back of its shoulder, like next to its scapula, like jammed right in there. Okay. Falzerin. I'm done. <laughs> that was dope. 
Sorry, I wish I could have thought of my horse name sooner. You can just add the crickets and posts. You know. What, what's the <laughs> what's what's the significance of that name, or is it just your name? Oh, like? I just looked up like Thory type names, and I came up with Thorn. It's a Thory type name. Yeah, it's a Thory okay. name. Uh, Leland, the size of these uh, Umber Hulk would they occupy more than ten foot diameter space? No, that's that's their size. They're a, they're a large creature. Okay, so ten by ten square. Very convenient. <laughs> you know this is going to be another fireball situation. It's not going to be a fireball. It's not going to be a counterspell. <laughs> so the one Umber Hulk that was originally present is is quite beat up, and there's another one that Shaft just jumped on and dealt uh, a handful of damage to. Yeah, he's he's torn into it as well. See bits of it of, of its carapace are now missing as. as He's taken his beating. Does the does the first Umber Hulk look still look more beat up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh man, I don't want to get off my horse, but I also want to insert some interesting narrative. Falzerin, get off your high horse. I got off mine. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> so Falzerin is going to use half of his action to dismount from his horse. Uh, so he's going to slide off to the to the right-hand side of his horse, and he's going to get down on one knee on the ground, place both of his hands down on the ground, and sort of just feel the earth, start to concentrate, and then look up towards this one Umber Hulk that Shaft is attacking. And he's going to cast a Wall of Force and encapsulate it in a sphere of force basically so i can i can create a 10 foot diameter wall of force uh, within 120 feet and there's no as far as i'm aware there's no saving throw there's no nothing it just happens uh its concentration lasts for 10 minutes so so that enemy is basically uh just taken out of combat more or less so to sorry to be clear the hurt one or the one that shaft is on top of the one that shafts on top of so shaft uh, i guess would be moved i am moved a bit <laughs> <laughs> we're so all touching. very moved that was very dramatic <laughs> i thought so okay uh, no, so shaft like would be shaft would be pushed slightly to the side uh, or, or off of this beast basically so again shaft you have a decision you can either go prone on top of this thing and stay in this box as it's forming in reaction to you, you know, you feel the force pushing against you, or if you're going to let it push you and shunt you off of it, you can then make me a strength saving to pull your sword out and make sure you don't leave it behind. A strength uh, check or athletics is fine. Athletics? Yep. I'll do it. I'm going to go that way. Okay. That's a 21. That is just enough. As you stuck it in there deep, and I basically I, I said the DC is the same as the Umberhawk's AC, so you definitely got it. Oh. Ripped it out, and you're pushed your your choice of what direction you want to slide um i'll head to the sea this is west i assume this over this way is okay so i want to go back east so you slide back towards your mount yes okay well done you see the number hulk is just smashing his claws against this invisible wall very Dreg-like, I like it. You see a nod of appreciation from Dreg. Yes. Indeed. And then 
a distance, you know, a, a quiet sadness at him realizing he may be pretty far off from ever casting that again himself. Ouch. Mullen. <laughs> Mullen is up. Just a little falls in guilt thrown in there. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> add some just salt to this. Salt. <laughs> some salt to this dump. <laughs> Mullen sw- uh, continues to swim out again dashing 60 feet I was very close to casting the wall of force to deal with this creature in the water but I don't know that it would have been let as me handle the water oh wait she's confused we need to take the Niogis out man trying what y'all supposed to be doing while I was keeping the umber hulk busy? Are y'all f- done now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that you finally figured out what you're gonna do with the 15 different creatures you're all controlling, I know. I'm sorry. Be faster, Mullen. Now within 40 feet of the overturned boat, you cannot see its inhabitants. Meaning they're dead. But he can make out three of the true creatures. <gasps> One of which has noticed him. The other two going for the second Wait, boat. Why? Umberhulk one, which is not encased in the box. It's a sphere, actually. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Get off your high horse, Falzerin. I did get off my horse. I went down on your... one knee and touched the ground. Oh gosh. To get inspiration for my force. I can see you like pick up a little piece of grass and like look at it. Throw I it was gonna it. like grab some earth and like, Snort. you know, <laughs> let it s- slip through my fingers and pour yeah. into my other hand, but I figured that'd be a little bit overkill. <laughs> yeah, that would make Drake feel even worse. <laughs> <laughs> the Umber Hulk, two claws against Shakara, ineffective with the 17 and a 16. Rounds with his mandibles. That's better. That is a 24. That's not better. Ooh. Yeah, that gets me. But you don't taste very good. 14 slashing, which is reduced by your weapon, your armor mastery, right? Dang, it. Yes, thank you. I'm going to hellish rebuke that. Okay. I'll point my finger at him and say, Burn! He needs to make a dex save as he is surrounded by hellish flames. 14. Needed to be a 16. Takes 2d10, which is 9 points of fire damage. Okay. Second number Hulk still in the sphere, dome, whatever he's in, just continues to smash against it, uh, unable to penetrate it or, or... destroy it. Halsa, in the water now, again, with Mullen. We'll dash out next to him. Uh, although before her, uh, Sparky. So, is Sparky gonna just stay where he is, kind of overseeing and sending you images of what's happening? I want to, um, I don't know if you'll let me on, on my turn, on his turn, communicate to him to assist Halsa. Okay. Uh, absolutely. So then Sparky will continue now going out of the 100-foot communication range with you. Uh, stays, kind of swoops a little lower to the water, 
above Halsa and is kind of just hovering around her, you know, flapping his little his little wings. The onlookers, clearly now controlled by the Nyogi, continue into the bush, disappearing. Out in the water, the Chul, two advancing on the last rowboat. You see, one of them submerges while the other stays above, bobbing at the surface as its pincers slam against the side of the rowboat. The third easily swims out to Mullen and Hulsa with its 30-foot swim speed, making a pincer attack on Mullen. Uh, very easy as Mullen only has an AC of 10. Oh, Mullen. He forgot to cast Mage Armor. No, Mullen. Even with a shield spell, that's a 16 to grab him. So his pincer grabs him a hold of him and bites into him, grappling him. Second against Hulsa, who has a similar AC, 12 to grab her, also snagged in its pincers. Back to the top, Shakara. Not entirely aware of what is going on 200 feet offshore is now Sparky and no longer can communicate to you. Right. But still screams from the two left in the, the second boat. I'm going to just continue to beat on the Hulk in front of me. Automatically passing both charisma saving throws from the effects of the Umber Hulk. Yay. Give me some of that. Maybe move five feet closer to me. Because eh? <laughs> <laughs> that would make, give an opportunity attack. I don't have anything that like gives me... Um, Oh, no, that was the other sword. Damn it. I rolled a 19. I wanted to see if I crit on 19 and 20, but I think that was the other sword that did that. Well, definitely a hit. No, no, it is a sword. Crits on 19 or 20. The sharp-edged longsword. Ah, that it does. Yay. Uh, and I'm going to smite the hell out of this thing. Please do. Uh, I will say the automatic max crit damage alone is enough to kill this guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> then I'll save my smite. But that, since it well, does no, kill I'm, him, I'm sorry, sorry. Me... No, no, no. Your smite, like with the smite. Oh, with the smite? Yes. Okay. It. So you do have the smite. Okay, so I won't, I don't, I don't have to roll and figure out You don't have to roll, the, exactly. Yeah. It's dead. Unless yeah. you want to see how much you do to that, I suppose. If, for stat, or stat man who needs the damage, actually. Oh, okay. Well, then that's an eight for the sword plus another five. So that's 13 for the sword plus... Uh, 16 plus 6, 16 plus 6, 22 for the smite. <laughs> yeah, you just hammer it into the ground. Just splitting, you know, splitting his chest wide open, finally getting rid of, uh, of his carapace as its insides kind of spill out at your feet. And it goes and down. And that gives me temporary hit points from the Dark One's Blessing. It's eight temporary hit points. Dark One's Blessing. Oh my. And then, is there anything... Ooh, I can get to that Niyogi over there, to the east of me. So I will take two big steps and take a swipe at it. Shoot, that's only a 10. That is a miss. You know what, though? I have inspiration. And I am feeling inspired by taking down this Umber Hulk. And I'm going to use the inspiration that Bill Ben so kindly gave to me. 
so long ago. Nice. <laughs> Yay! And I rolled a 16 with that inspiration, and 16 plus 7 is 23. So 23 hit that dang Nyogi. That is more than enough. <laughs> that is 11 points of damage. No smite this time. No. Okay. Very good Thank hit. Thank you, Bill Ben. Statman. Well done, well done, Bill Ben. Thank you so much for your continued support. Niogi, time for them to retaliate. Well, the one you smash still has its spell slots left. Of course it does. Mm-hmm. It sees this dumb, drooling cleric that it wants to <laughs> take over. In comes Grimby on his flying ship. <laughs> it's actually going to go invisible. Oh my! What? How am I supposed to sleep after this place? And you obviously don't see where it goes, but you see rustling in the cluster of bushes. Chicken. <laughs> the other Niogi, who is out of uh, slots, will throw an Eldritch Blast Shakara's way. Two beams. 16 for the first one. And a 10 for the second. Both miss. And it's two will duck out and uh, go for the bushes. Now's the time to light the bushes on fire. It's, it's burning bush yeah. time. <laughs> so I'm saying. Moses. Got part the water. We got the burning bush. Mia. Yes. So you have a choice now at the start of your turn. Wait, do I know my name's Mia? <laughs> yes, you do know your name's Mia. So you can either risk two charisma saving throws or because because you you can see even though that umber hulk is in that sphere of the wall force it's transparent you can still you can still make eye contact you can cover your eyes at the beginning of your turn to avoid its gaze because it is clearly the sources from its eyes it's it's doing something as, as you it's it's you know making eye contact with you meaning if it regains the eye contact though i'm still well, meaning that if you have your eyes covered, any uh, any melee attacks or attack rolls you make are at disadvantage because um. you cannot see the creature. So it's your choice. She's kind of in the middle of four squares. Is she within ten feet of me? Now? Yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll put her in. We'll put her in that lower. I have to uh, save twice. Lower left one. Charisma twice. Because there are yes, because you were within thirty feet of two umber hulks. But the one's what dead, happens if I just matter? back up? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. That one's toast. So yeah, it is only one. So there's only the one Umber Hulk left stuck in a wall of force that can't hurt you right now. Hmm. And he looked pretty raggedy too, right? He was the first one. No, he was the second. the second. He was that's less the, That's up. the second one. But Falzern's not going to let go of that concentration until we have dealt with the Neogi. The Neogi are in the bush. Yeah, so if you want, you can... You can easily just avert your eyes and, like, leave it. Like, it's it's no threat right now. Right, but innocent people being mind-controlled are also in the bush. Correct. Can it opportunity attack if I run away from it? Remember, it's in the sphere. It can't do anything. Okay. You can't physically touch it. Spells can't permeate it. Sorry, I wasn't prepared to have a turn. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, again, in a spell like Destructive Wave... 
where it says I'm choosing creatures within 30 feet of me, if they're in a bush, like, do I have to see them? To, to select a target, you have to be able to see it, yes. And, like, in that, in that cl- it's a thick cluster. Like, you can't see anything in, in, it, in it at all, right? Now, would I know what's going on in the water? Like, can I see that the people are, like, grappled type thing? You can hear, you can hear the screams. You can see the, you know, the, the tentacle face of the, of the truel, and you can see the trouble that Mullen and Halsa are in. Looking at these bushes, you, you see that, like, it doesn't encompass a, a very large area. From the two Niyogi and the four people that walked into it, the it, that's, like, going to be the capacity of the amount of space that could possibly camouflage if they were just sitting in, in, in those bushes. Yeah, think of it as a landing strip. What? Not a full bush. <laughs> it's a Brazilian bush. Um... Yeah, yeah, it's Brazilian. All right, so I, there's no opportunity tax or anything, so I'll just walk over to the bush. Do I see anything where I'm at now, like at the edge of the bush? You, you know, shoving branches aside and peering inside of it, you actually see that it's more of, of a, like, hollowed-out dome, kind of similar to what is trapping the Umber Hulk here. At the feet of it, just so past the threshold inside of the bush, is... A hole, a tunnel, about the size of one of the Umberhulks. Okay. So there's no creatures around that I can see. If I took like a few seconds to look, it's just a hole. It's all that is is in, it's a hole. That's all that is encompassed in the bush. Mia, what do you see? Guys, they're they're not in the bush. There's there's a like a hole, a cave. It's got to lead somewhere. What do we do? We must aid our friends. How far out in the water did you say they were in the boats? 200 feet. 200 feet. Speak for yourself. They're not my friends. (laughs) Mullen's not (laughs) your friend? The pescatarians are not your friend? All right. I'm going to call lightning over the lake. And, like, ready. It's, It's concentration already in action if I... I don't know. Like, I don't know how to see... It's only 120 feet, so it... And then it's like a 60-foot cylinder, right? 60-foot radius. So if I were to call it at 120 feet with a 60-foot radius, that's still only 180 feet. Like, the storm wouldn't be over them. It would certainly be over uh, Malvin Halsa and the Truel that has them uh, in its pincers. So am I, like, at a vantage point where I can just, like cast it at the tool if you would like to hit the uh, creature in the water uh, adjacent to your allies with the bolt of lightning you absolutely can see <laughs> it to do so you wait why'd you say it like that <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called clarifying before you make your decision <laughs> but not leading is it like underwater or is it like it's head nope they're like water. on the surface okay. as Mullen and Hulsa are still fighting against it I mean, uh... you can drop the toaster in the bathtub. <laughs> I forgot about lightning. <laughs> uh, it's um, the bolt of lightning. They do a dex save. Hmm. How dex- dexterous? Yeah, don't kill my warlock, please. 
How dexterous do they seem? How beefy is Halsa? Not when she's in pinchers. Mia is a Tempest cleric. She would be aware of this lightning situation. She's not dumb like Elena. Yeah, you, I mean, you obviously know the effect that it, it will have on water. It's going to it's going to increase its its radius of effect. Is what it will do. Yeah, and it also says like I choose a point within five feet, and creatures have to make a deck save. So that includes. What? No, how? Okay. How about this? Why don't you? I'm struggling make so me... hard right now. It's okay. It's fine. It's totally fine. Mia, can you make me a an Arcana check, please? No, make me a Nature check. Well, which they're whichever one's better for they're you? They're the same. Okay. Yeah, because they're both intelligence. I rolled a one and I have a one. I got a two. Frick. Okay. Unfortunately, you know that the water will amplify the area of effect of your storm's strike, but you do not know just how much it will be amplified by. I mean, if you did the trench and there's somebody that's drowning, they can push them into the air, the non-water area, potentially. Like parting the water, you cause the water in an area to move apart and create a trench. The trench extends across the spell's area. The separated water forms a wall on either side, but it's not like a wall of force. The trench remains until the spell ends or you choose a different effect. The water then slowly fills the trench over the course of the next round. Uh, so it's 300 feet. Making a pathway form. Yeah, well, depending on where I'm standing, I'm in the bush. Plenty, plenty of room. You can easily get the trench out to those boats, even from where you're standing. Yeah, absolutely. They can at least like spend spend around to try and run. So I think I'm going to cast Control Water, um, which has a range of 300 feet, and it is concentration up to 10 minutes. And I can do many different things with the water, but I'm going to part the water, and say something Moses-y and hold up my hammer and then like walls of water form a tr like a trench like maybe like an escape route like maybe direct it right through where the boats are I don't know I don't know if they'll drop into the trench or what they'll swim down to it I don't know how deep it goes I don't, I don't know give them some dry ground okay now you know this lake has been flooded as it is still flooded so it doesn't look like for those that would be familiar with this level before and after that dam was thrown up it definitely is clear that that has not been taken down so the shore uh like the the, the bottom of it this new made shore is much shallower than it may have been otherwise so your trench as the water begins to ripple and and bubble and and slide and form and slough this this opening I imagine it just kind of like starting from the shore, just rippling out, shooting out to, to the boats that you've, you've the full extent of the 300 feet. And it's not like an immediate drop, right? But the levels rise, uh, or sorry, the levels drop. <laughs> it was the opposite of rise. The levels drop <laughs> and the, the tool holding Mullen and Halsa gives them a chance to, to wrench free of its grapple. And you see that the the shore now you've you've dug this trench for lack of a better term down to the the shore and the the bottom of the lake, and you can see nearly directly below them 
for everybody but Mia would be familiar with what's at the bottom of this leg, that underground entrance into the, the Kraken Cultus tunnel system. You see that the three people in the overturned boat, uh, they're being dragged towards that opening by that tool that have submerged. Uh, the, the second boat now, it's kind of, if you want, you would have been able to keep it outside of that trench if you wanted to like separate it and the tool that was next to it. Mm. I don't know how well I would have seen that though from 300 feet. Okay, okay. Like, well, honestly. why don't you roll me a percentile? You have celestial eyes. <laughs> you have celestial eyes. I have celestial eyes. <laughs> roll me, roll me, a, roll me a D100. 37. <laughs> okay. You unfortunately, the tool is able to get itself over to the side uh, and stay with the boat despite it getting caught in the trench. But they all just lower, and you see that that second rowboat just kind of hits the bottom. You know, this this slanted, sh- new, sh- uh, exposed land. And it's mucky, and there's seaweed all over the place. And you see the, the vegetation down there is tainted, too, from the black ooze having been submerged for so long inside of it. But Hulsa and Mullen are free. Well done. Shaft. Okay, I think I'm going to uh, head over towards the edge of the water here and then I'm going to take out my longbow and I'm going to sort of try to see if I can hit the chole. Now it's the longbow does go up to 150 without disadvantage but this is quite a bit farther but it can go up to 600 feet. Okay. So I'll be shooting this with disadvantage. That is an 11. That's a miss. And then I will take my second shot. And that is a 12. <laughs> Both unfortunately a miss, as I imagine you have to arc the shot quite heavily to get it that distance. You see they just kind of land in this new exposed muck right at the tools segmented appendages, you know, kind of next to Mullen. You see he kind of jumps almost to the side as your arrows hit the dirt. Ballsy. Too far away. <laughs> uh, how far would, would I be from the closest tool, would you think, Leland? I would say about 150 feet. 50 feet, okay. So I could move uh, my 30 feet and then cast a 120-foot range spell. Mm-hmm. My math checks Don't you out. dare lose concentration on that Umberhulk. So I will do that. I- I'm going to move uh, 30 feet toward the lake, and I'm going to cast a gravity sinkhole uh, by the closest tool. I'm going to cast it 20 feet uh, above it in the air. So it has to make a con saving throw. That is a 22. So that's a pass. So it is not. Uh, so it'll take half damage. So half of 23 is is the damage it will take. And it's it's not pulled. I was going to try and pull it up into the air okay gravity float hole Mullen it's kind of rethinking uh, this decision a little here but he can fight back but I think all he's going to do especially when he's engaged with it um, otherwise not being very effective he'll just uh, magic missile but he'll, he'll upcast it though so even though he is adjacent Automatically hits. 
for 20 force damage. And, man, is he going to risk? Yeah, he's going to risk backing off from it. Allowing it to take a swipe with its pincers. Ooh, but somehow there's only an eight. So that is a complete miss. He gets away free. Nice. The Umber Hulk. In your sphere. So, it's a dome? Um... No, it's an entire sphere, so it's it's fully encapsulated, basically, in this 10-foot diameter sphere of force. Uh, it's a quarter-inch thick walls. They're immune to any sort of spell damage or, um, uh, I believe, any kind of damage. Is there air inside of it? No, nope, I'm sorry, it's suffocated. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't comment on that. So it's fully trapped in it. Right. Uh, not even ground beneath his feet. So it can't do anything. Yeah, nothing can physically pass through the wall. It's immune to all damage. Can't be dispelled by magic. Disintegrate is a spell that could uh, get rid of it. Okay, great. The Umber Hulk has to disintegrate. Perfect. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Sparky out with Hulsa is going to take the help action for Hulsa. I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Sparky could attack on his own, but I think I told him to help Halsa, so I he that's what he will do. Okay, that makes sense. What does help? Halsa. What does help do? Is that something Sparky has specifically? No, that is a that is a action that anybody can take. Whoa! Wow! I've never known that. I guess I've never needed to help anyone. It's it's like I think it's the I think it's the cleric mantra. Oh, it's the cleric. Never need to help anybody. You guys taught us two years ago, and no one ever told us there was help. Uh, We're not a very helpful party. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, I really didn't know about it, but it's fine. I knew of it, but I I couldn't tell you what exactly it is. Gives it gives Halsa advantage. Yeah. On uh, an ability check. Why would we ever sacrifice our turn to give someone else advantage? I mean, that is exactly that's exactly the reason why you've never helped anybody. (laughs) But Halsa, Halsa is actually going to attempt to banish this thing. Go Halsa! Dang Halsa, that big Halsa energy. (laughs) The (laughs) bhe. So it's got to make a charisma saving throw. Wow, it has a minus three to charisma. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a, that's a negative one. So this thing, gone. Nice. He gone. And Halsa, man. Halsa is going to retreat with with Mullen. She's, yeah, she turns, and, and only Mullen really can see... I guess Falzern could probably make out. Halsa certainly has like a pained expression on her face, uh, having to leave these people behind. Uh, but quickly realizing how uh, much of a fool's errand even going to the water at all was. Uh, back to the top. Uh, sorry, actually, the Chul. Really only one in this trench now is able to grab a hold of, of the two people that it managed to stay with the boat and start dragging them towards that underground tunnel entrance. Shakara. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I have a I have the cir- circlet of the wise, and I also have the circlet of scorching. 
can I wear two? Yeah, it's fine. It's a hand wave, hand wave. Because remember, the limit, I think we did discuss I'm this, wearing but the two limit is here. the attunement slots, not necessarily what the item is. Buttercup! And I will run to her. And, oh crap, I can't jump on top because that's, that is 30 feet to run to her. Dang it, she went too far away. Oh no, that's another action. Oh, I was going to misty step. That doesn't work. I cannot missy step, run to her, have the horse run to them, and cast a spell all in one turn. Only if that spell is a cantrip. It's not. I was gonna do the circlet of uh, scorching red. Oh, that's that's that activating that's activating magic item. That's not casting a spell. But it's still an action. Right. I can't I can't get to her, get on her, have her run up. Yes, you can. Misty step is a bonus action. Is misty step a bonus? Because I, I don't have the spell Misty Step, it's yeah, just the ring. Yeah, Misty Step should be should be a bonus. You're right. Okay. So then, if I bonus action Misty Step to Buttercup, climb on top of her, shoot the Scorching Ray, and then on her turn she can run to the edge of the water. Remember, you're you would have been be controlling her again. Her initiative immediately becomes your initiative. So she you can get on her and she can dash out through the trench on the same turn. If that's what you are planning to do. You can misty step right onto her so you don't need to use half your movement to get on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I like that better. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I misty step onto Buttercup's back. Then I use my circlet of blasting to Scorching Ray as she's running towards the edge of the water. The Scorching Ray has a range of 120 feet. Creates three rays of fire and hurls them at a target within range. And I have to make a ranged spell attack for each one. So is Buttercup dashing then? Are you like running 120 feet into the trench? Because like 120 feet is pretty far for this last tool. How far into the water is he? Well, again, these boats are, are 200 feet from the shore. So you would have to get 80 feet into the trench. Which would put you at about where Halsa and Mullen are. Okay. Can I, uh, Buttercup has a 60 foot, so she could dash for 120 feet. Absolutely. Would that put me close enough? Yep. Oh, yeah. Easy, easy. You don't even have to go that that far. If you just want to get some all in Hulsa, you absolutely can. Yes, I want to get to them. Sweet. Okay, so we're back to three rays spell attack. That is a 20, a 22, and a 9. The first two definitely hit. <laughs> what, the 9 doesn't hit? <laughs> Nine kind of careens into the wall of the trench and fizzles. Okay, so it's 2d6 for each one, so that is 6d6. No, it's not. It's 4d6 because the third one didn't hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just seeing mm-hmm. if you're paying attention. Mm, I am. <laughs> <laughs> 17 points of fire damage. Okay. That is enough to cause it to lose its grip on those two remaining townspeople. Pescatarians. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dreg, which I think we might have skipped a couple of times, but he can't really do anything anyway, so he's going to stay on his horse. Rude. Dreg can do whatever he puts Mia. his mind to. Y- you're, I'm sorry, I did not mean to limit him. Mia, so is this trench filled in now? It only lasts the round, I or what? I guess so. And the chubacabra thing doesn't have grip on anyone. <laughs> right. Okay, so <laughs> there's two townspeople, and they're no longer in a boat. 
treading water by it. What's it called? No, they're 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 in the boat. So they're, they're in the boat. Okay. Yes. But Hulsa, Mola, and myself and Buttercup are right. all in the water. Are all in the water about fifty-ish yeah. feet away. Yeah. So I'm still is. controlling water and concentrating. So what I can do. Oh. Okay. Is because it's a ten-minute duration. Um, I can. Right. Instead of parting the water this time, and it's a lake with no flow, I can put a whirlpool so that it reaches the crab, but not the boats. Like, you know, behind him. I don't know, further away. Yep. So the the whirlpool that I create is... Yeah, it's got plenty of water. Is it at least 25 feet deep, you think? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. So the whirlpool forms, and it's five feet wide at the base, up to 50 feet wide at the top. So let's just put the base close to the crab type thing, up to 25 mm -hmm. feet tall. And then the creature has to make... Um, creature within 25 feet of the vortex is pulled 10 feet toward it. So I can even, like, put it a little bit further away so that the boat's safe type thing. And they have to make a strength athletics check against my spell save DC. Maybe the other crab is underwater that's, in my whirlpool. That's if they want to swim in it, right? And when it starts its turn, it'll take it'll take some damage. So currently, it, you've just ripped it away ten feet away from the boat. Oh sure. Leaving the boat. Okay, so just ripped it ten feet away. That's right. And if it, um, yeah, a creature can swim away by making the strength check. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, excellent. So you've kind of locked this this one down. That's perfect. And on the failed save, it takes some damage a little bit. Shaft. Okay, so if I move 25 feet up here behind this horse, I'm assuming this... I'm heading the right direction here. How far away is uh, is the creature dis, dis, from where I stand now? I don't have a good uh, idea of what the distance is. That's going to be uh, about 230 feet now. You can just see it like spinning in this whirlpool that Mia is controlling. <laughs> I I think really what I the only thing I have to offer here is to try to pump some arrows into it with disadvantage. So I'm gonna give it a shot here. Alright. Oh good. So that would be a twenty three. Yeah. What about your webbed toes? Um doesn't do me a good eye on land right now. <laughs> or actually in the water. <laughs> So that is going to be nine total damage. Okay. And then I'm going to well, take you, another shot You know what here. they say about a, a webbed tote, a webbed toe. Is uh, two, two toes on land versus one toe in a boot. Wait, what? <laughs> That's a Canadian thing. <laughs> oh, <and> a boot. <laughs> oh, and then we got a... With disadvantage, I got a twenty on the wow, second. Wow. Okay. Both. Just yeah. Be, two hits. Uh, Dang. Five points of damage because I can't use Colossus Slayer twice. So. Okay, Falzern. So I'm how far from it? <laughs> You're right on the shore. Yeah. Two hundred. Uh, it, it's it's two hundred feet away. Oh boy. I don't think a single one of my spells has a two hundred foot range. One fifty is the best I can do. You could go help, um... Dang. Shakara escape your friends. Escape, sorry. Sorry, the help action is something where you... <laughs> 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 where two years into a podcast, you uh -huh. learn what it is. What? 
<laughs> and, and what is it? What's, what's it do? Uh, gives advantage. <laughs> We're almost done, so if you just want to pass, that's okay too. <laughs> Falsern takes a seat, rubs his horse. So Shakara, I'm just I'm looking Shikara, at Shakara. She's closer so to me Sh- than. Shikara. No, no, she's yeah. They're closer. yeah. They're closer they're, to the shore. Uh, like. They're 150 feet from you. Charles with Buttercup, uh, who Buttercup, I don't know what to do about a horse in the, in the okay. middle of the lake. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if I cast Fireball at them, uh, I could hit them. Yeah. A war horse is armored. Yeah, it's not a war horse. Light art. She's got a little something on her forehead and a saddle. She's not like fully armored. Nah, she's in full plate. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, she's got a couple saddlebags full of anchors. I don't know why you're... I guess you you really got a thing for Grimby and their good luck charm oh or something gosh. carrying them around. Well, you know what? I could just summon her again. Exactly. So just let her die. Oh, my gosh. Just let her... Okay, I can't even... <laughs> so, Falzern, yeah, you see... You see uh, Mullen, Hulsa, Buttercup, and Shakara all treading water. 150 feet from you, this tool is clearly locked down in this whirlpool. Two survivors getting back into this boat here. What would you like to do? I I think I will um, dive into the water. Okay. <laughs> and swim toward swim them good. To, to try and help it however that I can. If there's one of them that uh, sort of loses their steam and is a weak swimmer, I'll, I'll try and help them. Okay, great. So you can uh, you can start dashing out to them. Yeah, Mullen's gonna keep keep swimming then uh, away, and he will dash and try to. And he can, he can make it out to you now, back to you. So you're kind of both meet each other in the water, and you just see, yeah, he's de- he's definitely struggling a little. Umberhulk one still in the sphere. Uh, Sparky just still flying overhead. Yeah. Okay. Pulsa will also meet up with Falzer and, and Mullen. Um, as, you know, she kind of looks back and makes sure that Shakara and, and Buttercup, I suppose, are, are fine in the water, which <laughs> the two of you are, okay, your horse can swim, whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> this this tool in the whirlpool, it will try to swim towards the rowboat. So it makes an athletics check versus your spell save DC, is that right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty strong. But is it athletic? Not strong enough with a 13. Yes. On a failed save, the creature takes 2d8 bludgeoning damage and is caught in the vortex until the spell ends. Oh, dang, okay. The first time each turn um, an object takes in that vortex, it takes 2d8 bludgeoning damage. Curse each round. Oh, okay, uh, sorry, I, I'm seeing what we did incorrectly. Um, so I actually owe you 2d8 of bludgeoning because it should have made that strength right when you made the vortex is it's trying to swim away from it i think all right so then it takes i accidentally rolled twice so perfect 17 bludgeoning damage okay well done and it's stuck yeah this thing's getting beat up it's getting battered around its own habitat for pete's sake is turned on it as far as it's concerned shaft i think we're just gonna try the same thing try to pump an arrow or two into it here with uh, still with disadvantage, I'll move up a little bit, yep. but it's not going to be anywhere near enough. Uh, that is a 14 to hit for the first one. As a miss. 
and we'll do the second shot. And that's a 24. That's a hit. So Let's that's uh, 16 piercings. Excellent. Your your arrow's way out of range, but you're, you're getting used to that, that disadvantage even yourself. And the final arrow puts it down as his body just goes limp as it just spins yeah. in Mia's whirlpool. And you see the, the townspeople, the two left in the boat, they're, they're a little more confident now as far as uh, what's in the water lurking around. But they've got their arms in there and they're paddling themselves to shore. Now the black goo, right? <laughs> Still, yes, black goo, that's right. But the boat, the townspeople, Shakara, Buttercup, Mullen, and Halsa have made it to shore. I could, um, technically controlling water, I can create a wave and flood them back to shore. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely give them a, a boost. It's a cool spell. They make it to shore. What about the Zumberhulk, kids? Well, yes, but as you hit the shore, of course, the water around the wreckage begins to bubble. Wow, can you believe what just happened? Oh my gosh, the, uh, things are just getting crazy. You can visit us at incorrigibleparty.com for additional world NPC information to get all your Incorrigible Party merchandise. Join us on our Discord, linked on our website. Recently, the Incorrigible Party has started streaming on Twitch. Do you want to watch video games, board games, interact with us, catch us on live after-party recordings, follow us on Twitch, at Incorrigible Party. If for some reason, probably because you're incorrigible, like us, you can't get enough of our content, please support us on Patreon. Our Patreon gives you early releases to episodes, extra inspiration to give your favorite hero, Mia, wink wink, or the DM, I suppose. Patreon-exclusive content includes Patreon-exclusive mini-campaigns. This podcast is sponsored by Critical Hit Design at criticalhitdesign.com. Thanks to Tabletop Audio for allowing us to use any ambient sounds or music during our show. And our intro and outro is by Josh Jarvis. Contact him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com for any inquiries. Happy adventuring!